Fulfillment shows up after a solution is earned. Anything worth having first requires both effort and sacrifice. No matter who you are or what you do, whether you're a single mom or a CEO, the common denominator is this, that we all have a seven-day hustle. They don't all look the same, but they're there regardless of our situation. Here's the thing. Struggle shouldn't always produce more struggle. If done right, it should result in a dance. What we do throughout these seven days reflects directly on our progress forward. Sweet. We've been looking looking for this for a long time. We talked about it a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a, it's a long time coming. So. so family life in the middle of business. Um, you have a big family and you've always had a family in the middle of business, right? Like you started your business with a family. So I actually, um, in 2003 is when I started my business, but, uh, you know, we, st- we didn't start having kids till, uh, 2008, but that first five years was, was working every single day, seven days a week, 70 to 90 hours a week. And so I think the biggest thing is when I was, when I, when I started, I figured I had to work as hard as I could to get to where I needed to be before I started having kids. But to be honest with you, there's never a good time to have kids. You know, I mean, I think the the thing is, is God puts in, 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 in you to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to bless you with these, with these kids. And, and I think when, when I was blessed with those kids, my, my life changed, meaning I want to say I was, I was, I, I instantly turned unselfish. You know, I mean, I think that when, when I, when I was working and in 2003, when we, when we were starting this company is like, I think I was very selfish. I was doing whatever I needed to do to happen. But when you have that kid and you look at, you know, that kid in, in the eye, you're like, man, I got to start really doing stuff for them. So that was, that was my, that was my touch. So, I mean, that was the one thing that changed my life. So would your wife have been the one to suffer like in a result of being selfish? Well, I think, I think, yeah, I really do. I think even for the first several years, um, you know, I'm just going to be very vulnerable. It is like the first four years of my daughter's life, uh, my oldest, uh, she's 15. Now I wasn't present, you know, because I was so focused on building this company. And I think that's why I say that no matter what, you know, you do with your kids, you know, when you have your kids, sometimes I was selfish, not only for my wife, but I was selfish for my kids. You know, I mean, I, to be honest, because I wanted to I wanted to be able to provide for them and I wanted to, you know, be successful at the same time. But now that I look back at it, I'm like, I was successful before I before I even started making money, because. To be honest with you, if God took everything away today, I would still be the person I am today. So I think that no matter what my, I think I've, my perspective has changed in the last 15 to 20 years, because not only are you doing things, because my why is my kids, you know, that's why I do every single thing I do, you know, and, you know, people always like to say, you know, life work balance, there's really no life work balance, you know, and I think that, you know, there, there's life and there's work. Okay. And so when I go to work every day, I'm in work. And when I come home, I'm at home but you, I'm not perfect. So there is times I bring work home. So I, I tell this story 
you know, and I think I've told this several times, but, you know, there's this old wise tale story that, you know, the superintendent construction worker, um, you know, needed a ride home because he was getting some work done on his, on his truck. And one of the employees came and, you know, took him home. And when he got out of the vehicle, he went up to the door and he had his vest on his work vest and he hung it up on the tree and he walked in and the kid, the kid just looked and he was like, he, he didn't know why he did it. And so the next day he had to pick him up in the morning. He picked him up early. And the first question he asked his superintendent, he's like, Hey man, I, I got to ask you a question. He's like, yeah, anything you want. He goes, well, why did you walk up to the front door, turn around and put your vest on the tree out front? And he said that, you know, he's like, my vest is considered work. I associate my vest with work. And if I take my vest in the house, I bring my work into the house and I don't think it's fair for my wife and kids. So when I heard that story a long time ago, that's what I was doing. I was literally taking my work home and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I still do it sometimes, but it, it really puts a check in my, in, in my, in my head that when I come up to the door, I got to really just take pause and figure out, you know, yeah, you had a da bad day or yeah, you had a good day, but you when you work, walk in this door, you're there for your family. So I think that that's what really changed my life is like really just starting to be more present. And, you know, so when I was present, you know, my life was a little bit better because now my family is involved, my family is this. And so I, I just wanted to share that story because it's such a pivotal, you know, moment in my life that I changed. And I'm not saying that I changed 100%, but I work on it every single day. So basically, I mean, you're, you're talking about intentional time, you know, being mm -hmm. with everything and not, not letting one bleed into the other. Um, what about, when work demands more of your time, you know what I mean? Because we talk about a balance, which means that one thing should be equal to another, but sometimes it can't be that way. You know, we both work in a seasonal and very demanding industry. And so, you know, what would you say to somebody that is in the same space? Like how, where is the ratio? Or, or I don't even really think it could be a ratio, but like, how do you not, uh, leave your family out to dry when work takes more of your time? I think you have to have a, a heart and soul. I mean, my wife, uh, you know, he's been a saint, you know, I think that, uh, you know, our vision has been the same since day one, you know, our vision has been to create a family, create a, uh, a safe, you know, home for our kids and also to, to be, you know, not financially, like stable, but just more or less comfortable, you know? And I think that, you know, it's, it, we don't have to be millionaires. We don't have to do any of this stuff, but when, when, when money gets in, in the way of things, I always say this, when money gets in the way of things, things start to happen, you know, and usually it's bad things. And so what I've really focused in, and this is what we do in our company is I really started to focus on, you know, the money is not the, the main focus. It's the relationships. It's the relationships with my kids. It's the relationship with my wife. It's the relationship with my employees. And I think that, you know, when when you do that and you don't put the dollar first, that's when things start to really just start to really just take place. And so for me, as is, is we've we've made it a point in our company 
to not work Saturdays and Sundays that much. And I know this, this, this is like, people are like, wow, you're in, you know, the asphalt and concrete world and you you don't work a lot of weekends. Well, we don't work a lot of weekends. And the reason why is because I've worked all those weekends before I've sacrificed my family. I've sacrificed the time. I've like, I've missed events. I've missed stuff. And I think that there's not, I mean, these kids grow up so fast, you know, and, and, and life is so short. Time is so precious. And and that's my perspective on life now is, is like, it's all about time. So, you know, when I take, when I take time off, I don't take time off. I take basically I'll, I'll plug in like, you know, breaks or, you know, Hey, I'm going to take a day here. I'm going to take a day there. I don't ever, you know, I time block. So it's not like I'm taking days off because as an owner, as you know, you can't take days off. It's impossible. Your, your phone's ringing, you're answering emails, you're talking to your crew. So I think when, when I had, when I started to balance that life out, because here's the thing is if I'm working weekend or if everybody else is working weekends, I'm working weekends because it's just, that's how things are. People call you, people, there's issues, there's this and that. So my thing is, is like having that relationship, not only with your family, your kids, but also your employees and and setting that expectation to almost say like, that's the most important, you know, family. So even in, in our company is one of our core values is, is, is family, you know? So we want our people on our company to, to really just be present with their kids, be present with their family during the weekend. So if I count on them every single weekend, they're going to miss out on their kids' events. They're going to miss out on being able to hang out with their kids during the weekend. I'm, I'm at the point now, too, where if, if they have a high school, you know, uh, athlete, we make it a point to try to get them to be able to see all their games. Now, it doesn't work out every single time, but we really focus on that family atmosphere. And so back when when we started this company, I kind of was lost a little bit. I was so focused on being successful. But yeah. what is really success? You know, I mean, I, I say this on a day to day basis. Is what is what is success? My success is is living a legacy and, and and really just trying to make an impact from not only my family, my kids, but every single person I see. You know, I, you know, I have a, a podcast called The Power of Helping People, and I think that's my number one passion is just to just to pour into others, be a servant leader, you know? So I think that's, that's really what ultimately boils down to is just pouring into others. So let's talk about how money involves in that part, because, you know, if somebody is passionate about helping people, you can do more help with more money. Um, and really because a, a lot, and, and me, and I'm going to include myself in this is we can't, ignore the fact that money is a factor in relation to working. Um, and so if you're trying to grow a business, if you're trying to impact people, you have to generate money in order to do that, unless you're just going to give them your time. If all you give somebody is time and there's no return for that time in some form or fashion, you're eventually going to be broke, but have all the time in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Only yeah. somebody so much. And, you know, one of my, big ambitions personally is I would like to be able to buy somebody a house one day that came from hearing my uncle doing that for an employee. And I heard it down the line um, from many other people. And that's not something that he advertised. That's not something that he showcased. That's not something that it was more so like it traveled through people that valued what he did. It's like, man, I, and, and so there was value presented to me that was in the form of gratitude. 
like, man, I want to impact somebody in that way. And so that was kind of like the first benchmark of what's possible to do for somebody. And, um, you know, so you can't do those types of things without money. Um, so let's talk about that in that, how do you provide value knowing that money will return because you're providing value without doing it for the purpose of returning money? Does that make sense? 100%. So I think the biggest thing, and I'm going to start with this, is like <clears throat> about six years ago, I was in a stuck place. Um, I consider myself, you know, one of those people that were like a fraud, you know, somebody that that was doing everything, but not being myself. And so like, to be honest with you, I had to deal with that before I could deal with other things. So what I did was, is, is I, I really just stepped into this, this, who really is Ryan Austin? What is Ryan Austin all about? I knew what I did, but I was doing bits and pieces. And so like the Ryan Austin to, to this day is to help others. Now you can help others with very little money and put the time in. But what I started doing was I started to hang out with different people. So when I went back in 2016, um, I was a full-blown alcoholic and I was looking for all the, the things in the wrong places. And what I mean by that is, is I was going to happy hours. I was going to meet contractors. I was trying to get work. I was trying to do that whole thing where you got to make money. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I was told that, and I was, I, I was, I was looking at that lifestyle, and I was seeing other people do it. But what I did, what I, what I noticed later on is, is I noticed those people were empty, yeah. and those people were empty because they were masking themselves not only with alcohol, but they were masking themselves in a in a life that they just wanted to perceive that they were the big shot or they were the the guy that had all the answers or you know. And so, like, I got caught up in that world. Yeah. And so, what I started doing is, is I really started just, you know pouring into others in a way that, you know, when I created a different circle. And so I had a vision of what I wanted to do, but the people around me weren't doing the same things. And so if you're hanging out with people that don't want to do the same things as you, you get stuck and you think, well, if I do this, if I do that, it's not going to be the same. So what I had to do is I had to eliminate everything. So on November 17th, the 17th, I decided to quit drinking alcohol. And so what happened was, is, is once I got that cloud out of my head and I, and, and, and really just to this day, I owe it all to God, because when I stepped into that next level in my life, I started getting people put in my life. And what I mean by that is, is when you start doing the right things, God blesses you with these little nuggets. And what I mean by that is, is that that's putting people in the right place. So for instance, like you, I mean, we met at a certain, you know, place in our life. And now we see each other almost every single Tuesday morning because we, we, you know, we have this men's group at 5 30 AM, which how crazy are we for meeting at 5 30 AM every single week. And it's stuff like that, that encourages you to do things that you're supposed to be doing. And so that fills my cup up. And so dollars and cents don't fill my cup up. Helping others fills my cup up. So you say you said this in the beginning is like, how do you make income if you're helping people? Well, what I what I started doing is, is hanging around the right people, helping others. And then in turn, they started helping me. And when they started helping me, then the money started flowing in. And what I mean by that is, is like 
you can't do it all on your own. So that one thing is like, if you think you're going to do life by yourself, you're going to live a very lonely life and you're not going to be a very successful person. Because what, what I look at is as, as I started to evaluate because the cloud was gone in my head, I started evaluating all the people in my life that were rich and successful, but they were missing one thing. They were missing that, 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 that feel good, that life. And they were always seeking other things. But meanwhile, you didn't need to make all that money to seek the right things. And well, so when I go ahead, it's the difference between joy versus happiness. 100%, 100%. And, and, and I think that, you know, like for, for, for once in my life, I had hope that there was something out there. So when I started not acting like the person I didn't want to be and started acting about like the person I really wanted to be, God started blessing me with things. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. It's like, it's just the things he told me to do. Like the little nudges, like, Hey, hey, Ryan, you're gonna go and pay. Well, I was like, I've been doing, I've been doing seal coat maintenance work for 13 years. I'm in my comfort zone. You know, my brother was like, yeah, no, we don't want to, we don't want to go on the page. We don't want to go on the page. But then, but but then I was, I wasn't being obedient. I wasn't doing because here's the thing: it wasn't just about God pointing me in that direction of of if I wanted to to pave or I wanted. It's it's what it's what you said in the beginning. When you make more money, you can help other people. So I'm like, he was saying, hey, you have to go out and do this so you can get this person. You have to go out and make this kind of money so you can get this person. You have to do this to get this person. And so the scale of the level is when I started, I remember paying people eight, nine, 10 bucks an hour to work with us in, in back in 2004, 2005. And nowadays we can't, even, I'm not even paying anything less than 20 bucks an hour with our company. And I think that what, what, it, what it states is, is it states that we're providing you know, not only value for the people, but we're actually being able to get, you know, really high class people now to be able to look for different things in their life. Meaning, because because I, I consider myself as, as as a leader in my company as like kind of like a football coach. I have multiple coaches on my team. So that would be my foremans, my superintendents and everything like that. And in order for our company to run really, you know, good is they have to be right with themselves. So I encourage people to be who they are. I encourage people to tell, you know, you know, ask questions, do things, you know, listen to people, listen to people in my company, because ultimately I didn't build this company. We built this company. It's not an I, there's no I in team. So when we started developing this team, it goes to show money because we, I had to have money to start making people, you know, really just come to our, come to our company to get that good circle. And what I mean by that is we, you always say you are who the, you know, you are the top five people that you hang out with. And I consider myself, you know, every single person in my company is who I am. And so, because they're living a life, not only through the company, but they're living a life through faith. And that's when I, when I started doing that in my company, um, I started getting the fruits and when I started getting fruits, God was blessing me with more and more things. So like we'd do a job and we'd be we'd be doing really well. We make a you know good money in a job. And then all of a sudden, you know, we'd get blessed with another big job and another big job. And it's not just because he was blessing me with those jobs, but he was blessing me with the right people in the right place at the right time to come into my company to help us grow. You know, it wasn't just help Ryan Austin grow, help Mark Austin grow. It was help everybody grow. So not only have I helped people buy their house for their first time, because you said, I want to buy a house for somebody. 
Dude, I I get to witness people getting sober all the time. I get to witness people getting unstuck. I call it struggles, getting stuck, getting stuck in a rut, the poor me mentality. We talk about it all the time. It's like, we don't have a poor me mentality in our company. We want everybody to come and show who they really are. So what I do is, is I, I really just flip the script on them as like, we're going to be positive. And so I want to tell you a quick story is, is, is how you help people. Okay. I have a circle and I have a guy that, that I, that I, that I've known for about two years now that's helped me and impact me. His name is Bruce Pulver. I don't, I don't know if you know him or yeah. very well, but I know you're with the call, you know him, but I don't know if you know him really well is Bruce has helped me with my mindset and my words matter. And what I mean by that is I was always that person that would come home when I was drinking and play the poor me card. Well, why is this always happening to me? Why is this always happening to me? So when I switched my thinking, now everybody in my company is switching the thinking because you know, you can, Ed Milet says this quote and I love it. It's like, be so positive, negative people don't want to hang out with you. Right. And so like we, we are pushing the right narrative in our company because we want everything to be positive. We want people to start changing the way they talk, way they listen, way they do things. And, and that develops a, a really, really core value. So then we start getting blessed. And, and like last year, I got to give the most bonuses out I've ever given out in my life, you know, and, and, and that, that excites me. Money doesn't drive me. People, growth, them getting to where they want to be in life, that's what drives me. That's what fills my cup up. So when you help others and in turn they help you, then you become successful. And that's that goes to show for everybody. So it's like a full circle. If you become the person that you are 100% what God wants you to be is that provider and that helper, he's going to bless you with people in your life that are the same people. Like our group at TCS, you know, we have so many great people in there. Callaways, you know, they, they've helped me a ton in my life um, just to keep on the straight and narrow. You know, I mean, it's just a whole, it's, it's a group of individuals that hold you accountable, you know, and when they hold you accountable, you know, you, you, you just want to be better and better each time. So, I mean, I think that's I don't know if that answered the question, but, you know, it's not about the money coming in. It's about where you're getting blessed because of what you're doing. Because if people focus too much on the money, the money doesn't come. But if people focus on helping others, it just it just automatically comes because people are like, I want to do work with that person. You know why? Because that person does this, this, and this. That person does this and this and this. Do you know what that person did for this person? That person was going to be on a dead end. He was an alcoholic or he's a you know a druggie or he he was a a you know let's say let's say a meth head or a cocaine addiction or a heroin addiction and he came into this company and now he's sober yeah. you know I, I pride myself on on really just pouring into others you can't save others if they don't want to be saved but w- know what you can do is you can pour into them every single day and then eventually they end up switching because they see something different in you so it's how you show up every single day you know I, I say this quote all the time is like you know, who loses if you don't show up, right? You know, and everybody, everybody in your life and everybody in your circle loses because you're not that person. You never know who you're going to impact. You never know waking up in the morning who you're going to touch. I mean, this this call, there's going to be somebody out there that listens to this and they're going to be like, wow, you're right. That's what we have to do in life. And then I think that showing those little things and those little bits of pieces and and caring for people to listen in your company and and providing those time because 
ultimately, if you're not genuine, people are going to see it. But people know by now who I am and what I'm all about. So I, I, I think a good, a good way to, to frame this is honestly comes from the Bible. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit when you mentioned the word fruits, but not right now. But so before the end of this call, remind me to, to, to mention that. But, you know, essentially the Bible talks about it's how it's better to give than to receive. And we generally bring that topic up around Christmas, you know, <laughs> like, oh, it's better to receive. but what about every day? Um, and there's a reason why it's better to give to, to receive, because if we're made in the image of Christ and that's how Christ is, then that, then it satisfies our soul in order to give. Now, God also talks about, he wants to bless us and he wants us to, be prosperous and he wants us to be successful in all of these things. Well, if our ambition is to give for the purpose of giving and giving value, there's an exchange in everything. Okay. So if the, if the exchange that we're looking for is to provide value and the value returning to us is knowing that we help somebody and just, you know, if I'm able to provide value to somebody that they can take and not give back to me, that's a form of giving the value exchange back to me is knowing that I was successful in that and that they can help and pay it forward. God's going to bless me by returning something to me. A there's, there's, you know, immediate return of knowing that I was successful, but the Bible also talks about money a lot of different times. And so the value exchange and how it should be is there's just plain value exchange from one way to the other. The value exchange is not, I'm going to provide value in exchange for money. I'm going to provide value in exchange for value. Sometimes money might be involved. And I think that if we look at money in that respect, then if we go back to, it's better to give than to receive. If God wants us to give, then he's going to give us more to give. You, you said you you said it perfect, dude. It's like it, it's like I I, I just I want to give so much because I get so much in return, right. you know. And I think that like for instance, I'll give you a great example. So we just had our orientation last week, and I hired Bruce Palver to come in and and speak to to my staff because I've been so impacted on it, and so I wanted to to really just you know, pour into my, you know, my people and, and really just in our team. But I wanted to also to provide value for what Bruce has done in my life. So I was able to, I was, I, I'm very fortunate enough to be able to pay Bruce a very good salary or good payment to come in and talk to my people. But the thing is that dollar amount was so minimal compared to what the value he did to the company. So not only now is that going to you know, he poured into my people. Now they're going to pour into others in our company. You know, the perfect, the perfect thing was, is we have a saying this year and it's a three word saying it's, a, it's run the play. Well, people always provide these, these slogans or these sayings or these words for their company and they say it, but they don't really educate their people on what it really means. Right. And so this year and during our orientation, we cultivated a game plan or a playbook, I call it. It's a, a Super Bowl, you know, championship playbook. And that playbook is, is run the play. And so we developed these, these key things that we have to do in order to run the play. Now, if we run the play successful, we will win. And we will win and we will win and we will win. And, that, and that's not just me. We, 
It's we will win as a company because what happens when we win as a company is everybody flourishes. And so when you have a like a, a one team mentality or a, 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 a team atmosphere in your company, it's almost like the most successful people that that in the NFL that win the Super Bowls constantly is what, what the one thing they have in common is they come together as a team and they win together. They lift people up when they're down. They 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 provide information. They provide help. And that's what our company does. So when I was able to bring Bruce Pulver in, not only did he help my company, I got to help him. You know, so now he's going out and doing these, you know, these speaking engagements and he's making you know, really good money, but what it's not about the money. It's actually about helping others. That's what's filling his cup up. And so when he helps more people, guess what happens? He's getting more gigs. So we, we, there's something really cool about that is, is like, I got to provide. So he is a a keynote speaker. He charges a, a, a very, very, I consider reasonable rate. But when he comes into your company, not only does he do your company, he provides another cost for the next day to go out and pour into others. So what I did was, is, is I said, you know what? I called up my local high school, Oxford High, high School, which for those of you that know is Oxford High School has de- dealt with a lot of things in the last year and a half is they had a shooting in November of 2021. And so the thing is, is, is it's like, what is the norm for that, that school? Well, the norm is not the same as it was before. It'll never be the same. So you have to create this new norm and this new, you know, culture in, 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 within the, the school. So I said, you know what, Bruce, I want you to go speak to these kids. So we reached out to Oxford High School and I said, hey, I want to I want to I want to pay for somebody to come and do a keynote speaker for your leadership and all your teachers and and, and your kids in your school that are going to make an impact. And so we developed this thing where we came into the school last week on Wednesday and we talked to 200 students on stage, Bruce and I. And the the best thing about that is is he was pouring into younger kids. So when we have this generation of who, how we want to make things different and how we want to do things is, is what we, what we have to do is we have to pour into others to help. And that's what we're doing on a day to day basis. That's what I'm doing in my company. That's what Bruce is doing. So guess what? We're in the same circle, but we're doing the same things. And so what's happening is, is we're creating a, a basically a funnel where every time we help somebody, something else happens and something else happens. It's, it's almost like one of those trickle effects. And so when I when I had kids coming up at the end and talking and talking to Bruce and 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 I'm taking pictures of them when they're dude. He impacted people's life in that room. And so when you impact people's life, they're going to go out and impact others. And that's the fruit. That's the that's the fruit that we're talking about. Is, is the money then comes later, providing a value for an impact for somebody else. Then you're going to be blessed because now he's going to they're going to go out and they're going to do things. And who knows that kid that came up that's, that that's going to be a philanthropist. Who knows that guy could could go talk to somebody and say I was impacted by this person. I was impacted by this person, and I want this person to come and speak into other people. And it's just almost a full circle. So it's 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 who you hang out with is helps you really just define who you are and who you're going to be. Because when I was hanging out with people at the bar, I was I was diverted back to those people. That's who I was. That's how I was acting. That's how the poor me mentality. The life's life's you know you know life's all grand, but you know, when you're struggling and masking everything through that, and then you go to a whole nother world where now you're pouring into people. Now you're not taking that aspect. You're like literally giving to people. You're helping people. 
and then you're getting, you know, that stuff in return is like, it's, it's a whole different thing. So I always say like this right here, there's one side of the spectrum and there's other side of the spectrum. It's what side of the spectrum are you on? Are you on the poor me? Or are you on the say, I'm going to do what I, it's a perfect quote. It's one day or day one. Right. And what that means is one day I'm going to be successful. One day I'm going to help this person. One day that's the, that's the, that's the left spectrum. And then the right spectrum is, is now today's one. We're going to start today. We're going to do what we got to do today to help others. We're going to go impact people today. This is the day we're going to start. So that's two different things, but it's all, it's the same words, but it's, re it's flipped around. So if you think of that, that's what Bruce Palver does. He takes a negative and turns it into a positive. So you have one day, that's almost a negative thing because one day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to do that. Well, why isn't it just day one? Today, you're going to do that. Today, I'm going to be successful. Today, I'm going to go out and impact people. Today, I'm going to be the person that I was meant to be. So that that quote, it's the same words, but it's two different meanings. So I think that that's where, where, where my life's changed for the better is, is just creating negative things and turning it into a positive. Yeah. So Perspective change. Yeah, that's all it is. So I think that, you know, this, this came up to me, this was brought up to me last year by a friend of mine, um, who, who's a really strong Christian. He kind of said it like in passing, but it was one of those like epiphany moments for me. And he was talking about the fruits of the spirit. Okay. Um, you know, what is it? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay. And we were talking about a situation and he said, well, you know, if it's not, if it's not producing those things, then the spirit's not in it. And I was like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because the way that I had always looked at the fruits of the spirit is in order to have the Holy spirit work within me, I need to inject all of these things. And then the result is going to be all right. Now that I'm, now I'm filled with the spirit and, and you know, blessed and all that stuff. But the framework that he provided in, or that, that he said this in completely made sense and, and flipped it entirely what I was thinking of is no, 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 it's backwards. If God is actually working in my life, then the fruits of my labor are going to show up in these ways. And so if my life and the way that I act and the way that I handle myself is not producing these things, that means that God is not operating through me and the work isn't now interjecting these things. It's continuing. It's, it's more um, investing into my relationship with God so that I know I'm where I need to be because my life is producing these things. And so we can look at that in the same way with what are people's lives producing? You know, you mentioned going out to the bar and hanging out with all these people. Um, a, a really good word that masks what's going on there is called networking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we keep ourselves in a destructive environment for the sake of quote unquote networking, you know, because we think we're, we're doing something good. We think we're, but we're just kind of we're eluding ourselves to what's actually right and what's actually wrong and what damage is being done there. And we kid ourselves by saying, well, I'm networking, I'm doing these things. But if we look at, well, what is your, what is being produced out of your life actually as a result of that? Like what's your mental health? Like what's your physical life? Like what physical health? Like 
What's your family health like? What's your business health like? What is actually radiating out of you? You know, and so really we can look at, we can start to devalue money, okay, by looking at the fruits of somebody's life. You know, somebody that doesn't have very much money is going to look at somebody else that does have a lot of money and think that there's something wrong with them. And there's, there's a lot of negative feedback or negativity that gets placed on that person. And so we take somebody like, um, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, those guys, I'm going to pick on Ed for a minute because very successful dude, boatloads of money, gives a lot of value, does a lot of good things. Um, and I know that his ambition is much bigger than just keeping money in his pocket. You know what I mean? Somebody that doesn't understand that mindset is going to look at him and focus on the money involved. Okay. And they're going to fault him for the amount of money that he has. Generally, that mindset comes from somebody that doesn't have any. Well, all right, let's pause for a minute and look at the two fruits of people's lives. <laughs> the person that's throwing shade doesn't have much to show for what their labor has produced. Like their tree is not bearing fruit. Okay. You're just not growing but that great of a crop. Now we look at Ed Milet. There's a lot that's coming out of that. A lot that's coming out of that, man. There's a lot that's coming out of his efforts. There's a lot that's coming out. And so like just to put into perspective, of how money plays a factor into all of this and where your efforts are being placed. Like, what is the result of that? You know, and that perspective to me really got rid of me worrying about how much money was involved. And to be honest with you, worrying about how much money I made, you know, because if we're focusing on, well, how much do I don't, how much do I make or how much don't I make or how much do I focus on? then your focus is already in the wrong in the wrong area. If you're thinking about it that much, your focus is already in the wrong area. You know, and to tie back to what we originally started out with like your family life. If you make a bunch of money and your family and your family health sucks, that's not very good fruits of your labor. Like that's not that's your your focus is off. It's just it's going down the wrong road. Yes, you're successful in this area, but our ambition is not to just make a bunch of money. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to find a Bible verse for that because I was just reading that the other day and I'm, I'm trying to find it. But um, I think the biggest thing is like you, you bring up Andy Priscilla. You know, that guy is a servant leader. Yeah. You know, that guy is getting blessed because he's pouring into others. You know, like I'm going to RTA Live next weekend and I'm bringing my wife with me and you know, my wife is not into those, you know, going to these events and everything like that. But to, a lot of people go to those events to get hoorahed and, and, and yeah, yeah, let's go, you know, let's get motivated. But I use those differently. I go to those events and I really just grow and watch every single person. I watch what others are doing and how they're doing it because it reminds me of where I don't want to go. Because when I do things in life, you you, you touched a base on it. Is this? It, it's called idolizing, idolizing people. I used to do that a long time ago. I used to idolize people. I used to say, "Man, I won't, if I could get to that person, like the one day, the one day mentality. Like if I could be that one day, or if I could do this one day." Until I started 
in November 17th to 17 saying, this is day one. Right. This is day one of my sobriety. This is day one of my life. This is day one of where I'm going to go because I'm now going to be the person that I'm meant to be. Right. That's, that's the real, the real root of, of being a servant leader and a successful person is, it's like, it's not about the money. It's not about the, it's about the legacy that you live and that, that you provide, because here's the thing. Time is not promised. Right. To, to, today I could leave this house and I could leave and I could get hit by a train. Now that's, that's a far-fetched thing, but today would be my last day. How did I live my life? Ed Milet says a story of it. I don't know the specifics, but he says, he says, you know, like you looking at yourself down from heaven and you're looking down at the person you are. Is that the person that you wanted to be? You know, is that the person that you was the best person that you thought you could be? And he looks at that and he says, like, could I have just done better or could I just given it one more? That's his mentality. Like just one more, like one more push up, one more call, one more helping person, one more this, one more that. It's because that's what we do in life is when we start being that servant leader and we start pouring into others, the fruits come. Mm-hmm. And until I started realizing that five years ago, life started to get easy. Right. You know, it's just, it just, it just gets so easy. It, when you have that mentality, there's no worry in the world. There's no like, Hey, you know, I, I'm worried about paying my guys next week. No, because what happens is, 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 is when you become, you don't, you can't have that doubt. You have to have that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pour into people. And then God's going to provide, he's going to bear the fruits for everybody else. And I think once you have that mentality and you switch the f- script to one day and now day one, that's when your whole life changes. Now it might not happen right away because, the, and I wish I had this Bible verse memorized because it's, it's, it's something about how, you know, he tarries and it's, I think it's Luke something. And I don't know, it's, it's, it, I, I had it written down at one time, but it was, it, it was like, Terry means take a long time, okay. but as long as you're doing the same thing, it's eventually going to come. Right. And I think that once you have that, you know, in your life, I start getting blessed every day. Like every day I wake up is a blessing. Because I know what I'm going to do for that day. I know I'm going to go and try to impact one person. That's my goal is to impact one person every single day. Now, if I wake up and I, you know, go to, you know, Tim Hortons and I buy the person coffee behind me, that's impacting that person's life. Because now that person's going to think, well, what am I going to do to, to reciprocate that? What am I going to do? Or they could be that one day I'm going to be that person. They just take it and they're never going to change. But when we have people that we can pour into and tell these things, that's day one. And then that's day one for their the rest of their life. They're going to keep going day two, day three, day four. And that's what I've noticed around in my circle is, is people are thriving. People are getting, you know, and it's just even our call on Tuesday mornings. There's, you know, 20 guys in this room, but it started out with just one person. Now there, there's an average of 10 to 15 people every single week. And it's those people that are getting poured into to go out and pour into others. And then what happens is then they get poured into too. If it's, if it's, it doesn't have to be money. It could be helping them get a job. It could be helping them, you know, they might know somebody that 
that you don't know. And they say, you know what? I need you to, I, I believe in you so much. You're a great person. I want you to go talk to my buddy. He's got 75 stores. And I think that if, if I tell him that you're the person you are and he, and you do the work with him, you are now going to reap the benefits of that. And I think that that's, that's the mentality that I don't look for, but that's what happens, you know? And it's just, it's so crazy and it's so hard to explain, but until you start doing it, that's what happens. Money doesn't. I'm gonna find this first. Money doesn't become as big of an issue, as big of a value over resources. Oh, it's not. It's it, it's it's to 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 be honest with you. Can can money buy happiness? Maybe for a minute. There's a lot can of buy a car. There's a lot of country songs that will that will disagree with that. But right, I mean, ultimately, no, because you can't buy peace with it. Yeah, you can't because what happens is no matter what you do, you're always going to have that emptiness, right. you know, and I think that that's where, you know, life, you know, really transitions when you start, you know, changing that perspective. All life is, is that once you change your perspective and you continuously do that on a day to day basis, your life starts to change. Like if you if you start like just for instance, I started reading the Bible, which I've never read the Bible in my life. And, and so I'm going through the down this path of you know, learning and, and, and listening and hearing people and, and hearing different thoughts. And to be honest with you, when I started, I was like, oh, man, he's, there's other people that know so much more of me. But what, what happens is when you start, you get better and better each day and you do it every single day. And when you do it every single day, you start to get you start to become a little bit more dangerous. What I mean by that is you start to know a little bit more and then you start to understand it. I, I, I love Audible, you know, like I'll put the Bible on in the morning. Like I have a transitional thing where I read it in the morning and then I and I literally listen to what I read in the morning because when I'm driving, it really just opens up and I'm on the road and I can actually intake it. So when I can intake that information, it really just helps a lot. So I think for me is is just being it just it's not even just being it's just doing you're doing every single day and i gotta find this so i want you to talk for a second so i can find this real quick well actually what i'd like to do is i would like to stop this episode and pause and this will be the conclusion of part one with me and ryan austin so ryan thank you very much for just giving us your time and your wisdom um this is something that definitely people like you do not have to do and i know that you choose to do it because you value people and life that much so thank you for joining us thank you for listening tune in next week to hear part two and basically the rest of this conversation between me and ryan we'll see you next week